Sip tea, the darker girl is sweeter Feels cool, but it's hotter than a fever Kick back with two of your favorite divas Let's talk, let's talk, come on Start it, give it something you can feel, yeah No faking, we gotta keep it real, yeah Pour it and pull up, see, yeah, yeah and Don't you know it's high time for high tea? Welcome to another episode of the Black Tea. Black Tea. Yes, girl. Mm. What's up, bitch? How you doing, Miss Bambi? You know, I am very parched for this tea today, honey, because, you know, it's been (laughs) hot. It's been hot. It has been Um, real hot out here. As you know, uh, our fucking country is literally on fire. uh, On fire. The fucking coast. Uh You, You experienced some fire on both sides of the coast. Honey, I surely fucking have. I did take a little uh, sojourn across country and drive myself uh, to the coast to go hang out by um, the ocean. Uh, And it was pretty cute until, um, you know, all those wildfires started to creep on down to L.A. And I got covered Uh, in suit and smoke. (laughs) So I am uh, definitely putting out a, a little prayer for those people there and hoping that we help. We start to get a fucking get this rain to end this is like this is ridiculous y'all i've never seen anything like this in my life before it was like literally being inside of the apocalypse there it was just literally raining ash and fire and the sky was red and we were right next to the ocean and the mountains and literally couldn't see them on the other side of us because of the smoke it was yeah, it, it definitely opened my eyes to uh, just how drastic and how fast this uh, climate change is going to end our world if we don't do something about it, you know? Girl, America's going down to hell in a handbasket. It's going to be wild. Um, very excited for the rat, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's my girl. Been, God damn know, it. Sitting around, dying titties and... Uh, so wait a minute. The Doing world needs to know. <laughs> the world needs to know about this like titty dying process because y'all, I saw these titties when she bought them, and they were a pair of Caucasian breasts. They were very white, and now they look like uh, Miss Bambi just went ahead to Miss Brazil and got the job done because they look <laughs> flawless. Well, first of all, I got to shout out my girl, Crystal Geyser, because she's the one who came up with the method. She let me know about it, um, and she like talked me through it. But basically, yeah, you can dye your titties um, with some synthetic dye. Uh, you know, it is plastic, so don't boil the titties. But, you know, <laughs> take, your take your time and you can get your titties made done. I mean, that's like, titties right. that's like one of the things I love most about drag is that you can go to like 
someone inside the drag community and they all know how to do something at home. Like you can yeah. figure out how to dye your titties. You can figure out, you know, how to build this fucking set out of fucking plaster and cardboard, like anything. The mm-hmm. girls know how to do it. The girls be knowing. If y'all want to uh, go dye your titties, go look at Crystal Geyser. Geyser. Um, God, that's Crystal such Geyser's a good drag video. name. <laughs> that's so she good. She has a... She has a video on uh, Instagram uh, television, so y'all can go check that out. It's like a four-minute video. It's really funny. She's really cute. Fuck it up. Get your titties together. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, other than that, you know, I've just been running around this house doing digital drag, uh, trying to enjoy enjoy these last days of summer. I know summer is over, but Ooh, the God. beach just opened, so summer isn't really over, you know? Yeah, that is true. Like, that's kind of weird, too. I went to it yesterday. Um, It was nice to kind of sit there and have that experience. And for the most part, all the F words were acting pretty respectable and not trying to come up in other people's six feet of space. But, of course, there was, like, those two drunk dudes that are, like, always at the beach. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was cute to get that little that little moment in before we go into our deep freeze for the next six months. But yeah. Anyway, how was New York? <laughs> I loved your Airbnb. I loved stalking you through the internet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love I love knowing that like the fam is there with me. I wish everyone could have been at that moment. Um it was beautiful. It was a fantastic retreat for uh our collective molasses to get together and just kind of talk about what we're going to do over the next year, what everyone could use some like help with, like, you know, what we're doing next um, in the community and also like what we're doing to like take care of each other. Uh, It was just a really good, like beautiful bonding moment. And we also just got to have this like queer ass black ass spa like the house had rules and it was like only black people (laughs) or people of color allowed into it like it was completely just like open space for us just to soak in tubs and go in the sauna and just fucking chill it was it was beautiful it was really great i love that see i'm doing one of those for my birthday this year it's gonna be all black people we go into a little cabin in the woods i also love this idea of just like small group vacations because large groups make me so stressed i think it's because i grew up in a big family that i just like i get stressed as soon as there's like a lot of people around (laughs) like the car the car is getting full and we're all moving places it's stressing me out yeah Um, yeah i mean it's a lot to deal with especially (laughs) like traveling and having like all those different opinions and like everybody has their own like at home like travel like deal shit so like it's hard to kind of get it all together but when you when you have those moments you have that's a little bit smaller and everybody has like such great like communication shit just kind of works out right so it was one of those good good it's giving you know it's giving very girlfriends energy i feel like everything has been giving me girlfriends energy recently i've been watching a lot of girlfriends if you didn't know um, i i have been watching it again it's like i mean just like every other show from like that time era i'm like ooh, some of this is fucking cringe worthy but the episode episode where they run into the asian girlfriends i was like not this oh my god (laughs) that also it was just like a whole bunch of like black respectability like politics going on in it and like why 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 is william republican also i guess that's just like a thing that tv Uh, but like they really and they bring it, it up so much. So much. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> 
they thought it was so cool and so edgy and it would make him like so different. And I was like, y'all did not need to fucking go there. That was like not necessary at all. But, you know, everybody, mostly everybody has has uh, learned and grown since then. I can only hope. I know our good friend Tracy Ellis Ross is out here doing the work. So she she probably has feels a lot differently <laughs> about a lot of those things they were doing on that show. Yeah, I'm sure. But, you know, it's of the times. Nobody knew any better. Like, I feel like people didn't really learn what PC culture was until 2014 anyway. So, you know, it was all wild. (laughs) It was a lawless country. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I grew up in. That's what made me such such a smart mouth. Yeah, a lot of people like to pretend like it wasn't, but we all know. We all know. We all know what was really fucking up with that. So the this episode, were wild. the 2000s are really fucking wild. So, um, yeah, this episode today is like kind of uh, another free like kiki with us. But we are going to touch on a few different subjects in our community and bring in two amazing guests. Um, They are actually producers of our show. But um, we're also going to talk about just uh, kind of the influence of people like uh moving from the city and like being here and like what it's like being a part of the like community here and uh also just like uh some more bearded queen representation i know we've had like blackberry and um some other loves before that do sort of a gender bending drag but i thought it'd be fun to check in with them since they both also have a uh knowledge of that let's go ahead and do it we are going to call in one of the producers of the black tea um another one of chicago's bearded beauties she has um some crowns on her head that i can't currently remember so i will remind her to tell you all about them let's give it up for caramel deville welcome caramel hello hello hi 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 thank you for having me yeah, it's awesome. so yeah, it's so good to have you on the uh, microphone this time. And I mean, you're still running the show back behind the scenes too, right? A little bit, yeah, yeah. But this is fun to get to actually talk to y'all and hear myself. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I hear yourself. <laughs> this bitch would, of course. Uh, fucking Caramel, course. what titles do you have? Since Lucy can't remember them, and only so the one title that I would like to say I have is. Um, the winner of Drag Survivor 4 at Charlie's. Oh, I'm a, I'm in the runner-up club of the Crash Landing Squirrels. Um, <laughs> and then the other one was popular, but that changed to a different thing. So I don't really consider that a title, but I have the sash and crown and the check cleared. But... Period. <laughs> oh. Long as the check cleared, baby, that title's yeah, good to go. Really They'd be like, ooh, she doing it for the title. Bitch, I did it because I was hungry. What are you talking <laughs> about? Like, <laughs> Red. You bitches really, these bitches were like, oh my gosh, she wanted to win Crash Land. No, bitch, I was hungry. I was actively <laughs> hungry on that stage. I needed to eat. <laughs> Legit though, Caramel, it feels like when you move here, like you totally like just jumped head first into the scene. It was like one day Caramel was just like here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how was that like entrance into the Chicago drag scene? So for me, um, my partner and I were looking to move out of Mississippi and Chicago just ended up being our end goal. So we visited for a week, looked for jobs, did all the apartment hunting, got all that set up. And simultaneously, I was reaching out to entertainers that I knew at each venue or that I didn't know at each venue and was just like, hey, I'll be moving here in a month. What's the protocol? Literally, everyone was like, shake hands, uh, go to every competition, compete in if you can, meet as many people as possible and get your foot in every door. And I literally did that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, and that's what, like, I love to see, and that's one of the things I did notice about you from the beginning is that you came in here, like, ready to do the work, <laughs> and not a lot of people are receptive of that, or not a lot of people think that kind of, um, if it's not, like, giving what it's supposed to have gave, you know, really soon, then, you know, it's just not happening for them. But I've always seen you like kind of just keep pushing ahead and like do your own thing and like kind of find your own way and in, in, into the like game. And like, I really respect that. And I think a lot of the other people in this community do too. Well, thank how, you. Go ahead, how, long, how long did you do drag in Mississippi? So yeah, before moving up here, it was like, what, four, five years? Yeah, five years I was doing drag and I just, I felt like I was, I was at the top of what I could do there. And there was literally only a couple people pushing me, my partner and some other close friends. And I feel like no one else was really pushing me to take the next step. And so I just listened to those around me and I was like, let's do it. And I'm glad I did because I felt like it really worked out just listening and believing what I felt was right with my drag. I mean, yeah, that's like all you can really do at the end of the day, honestly. Right. But um, what is what is Mississippi drag like? So <laughs> I'm um, gonna ask the same thing. Very, very what you <laughs> I expect. Know. I'm like, I don't know. Um, very pageant, southern, big hair, gowns, um, the dance numbers. Uh, I feel like I haven't seen too many country numbers up here. You have to have a knowledge of country music. Period. With Mississippi drag. Oh, so, yeah, um, absolutely. Um. Yeah, there's a lot more white people. Honestly, you just got it. You got it. You know, you got to figure out your crowds, know what they like, and you got to give them fancy down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a woman. Yeah, that was that wasn't the song that I got tired of. Was man, I feel like a woman. I'm so glad when I got to Chicago when I did it. No one, no one received it well. I was like, they've seen this before. They've seen this before. So, <laughs> so I was like. I'm never doing that up here again, unless it's a bachelorette party because they live for it. But um, look, I I would love to see a group number of the dicks. Or, oh, I'm sorry, the chicks. The chicks. <laughs> the chicks. We stand the chicks in these houses. The chicks. But like, honestly, bitch, I already know I'd be doing like Leanne Rhymes Blue as like a ballad. All yes, love, bitch, that's my jam. See, just because I love the nostalgia of stuff, I was very the 90s country girl. So I did Shania, Martina, yeah. uh, Leanne Rhymes, all the Jody Messina, all the divas of the 90s with country music. That was my shit. So Miss Thing, like I have to ask, you had a beard when you were in Mississippi doing drag too, right? Correct. Uh, well, two years in, or three years in, is when I decided to get the beard. Um, I don't know what actually spurred it. I just remember there was a moment where I, I found out about Conchita Wurst, yourself, and Helvetica within yeah. like a short period of time. And I, I just, I I was interested. I was captivated. I tried it out here in Mississippi and they were not for it at all. <laughs> I, the first day they read me the house down. It was just like a whole nother, it, it took me back to like when I was first starting. Yes, there was some encouragement, <laughs> but when you're around the Southern Queens down there, there's just a territorial uh, aspect to it. And I just, I don't quite understand that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have it. I mean, I can't speak on the Mississippi scene because I don't know it, but I've seen that a lot of a lot of scenes that I've like been able to drop into and like work in is that a lot of it has to do with the fact that there's not a whole lot of opportunities. And so a lot of people seem to think that if they degrade someone else or they keep someone else, you know, lower than them, that it'd keep them 
getting booked or getting in gigged power. Or, or yeah or you know getting seen as you know like what what drag is or what the level of drag is or you know who should be getting booked i don't know i can't i can't say that for everybody but i mean no I, that I, makes sense i've seen i've seen a lot of that like happen well i believe it but to continue <laughs> on <laughs> I believe it. Because, I mean, that's where I started. And then just, like, moving up here and seeing how, I mean, yes, there are sects that I feel like of Chicago where these people hang out, these people hang out, these people hang out. And I feel like I made a good effort on my end to associate with all groups. Um, And even though there are groups, I feel like at the end of the day, Chicago has Chicago's back if you're in the community, if you're in the scene, which I really, I really respect and I really like. Absolutely. And I I think a lot of people don't get that because sometimes they might see us like arguing and shit. And I'm like, bitch, that's like arguing with my sister. Like we get over it in a week or two days, whatever. And even if I don't like the bitch, just like you said, if somebody else came for her, I'd be like, no, (laughs) like that's not not how (laughs) exactly. No, with a heart. Period. <laughs> you know I love that shit. No. You know, <laughs> love ya. You gotta be nice about it. <laughs> yeah. Trying to, you know, but I guess I feel like sometimes there's only so far you can like go with that. But um, I, mm-hmm. I one thing I had to learn was definitely kind of um, definitely brushing that shit off like my shoulders. And like, did you feel like there was a point? And you being there that like you really just had to go because you could no longer kind of do what you were doing there um yes uh, it was and it wasn't because of like any drama or disagreements with any entertainers there it was more so i i felt like a big fish in a small pond mm-hmm. um and then moving mm-hmm. to chicago i felt like uh that big fish in a fucking ocean of other big ass fishes just doing the damn thing swimming doing the shit so it feels it feels good to be around people who i feel like are putting in the same work the same effort to keep drag moving to progress it to make it political like those things are it's very down there it's very put on the show don't say anything else really political so i like that appearance honest you know i don't think i've ever talked to you about this before but um being someone i mean you had been here for a minute but being someone who had kind of moved here and like learned about drag you know kind of like through climbing up the ranks and seeing like how it worked what did you think about when all that shit went down a few uh months ago with t-rex oh and everything so yeah, I like it. Um, I, I want to get this respect because I feel like we haven't talked to even some of our friends about it. No, I. That's funny because I'm doing the same thing. I'm asking for people's perspective because my unique one was um, I came up here. Yes, uh, after I was established in my in my drag and confident in what I was going to present, then moved up here. I knew a lot of y'all before I got here, and I was like, yeah. I just got to work my way up to meet them to end up working with them on a regular basis. Um, when I saw things go down the way they happened, I, I was upset because I thought people were better than that. Um, I didn't see any of the things that my peers were saying, what that was going on, because I feel like I hadn't got to that point yet, but hearing it and then hearing their stories when, uh, it was time to talk about those, it was, it was disheartening. It made me feel like I wasn't doing enough to like support or stick up for people. But I mean, your friends only, or your friends, people you work with don't tell you all those things in detail. But I wanted to, when I saw that happen and how it went down, I wanted to make sure that 
something like that didn't happen again, that people were getting opportunities, people felt like their voices were heard. Um, but yeah, for me, it just, it let me down. And, but I, I felt a sense of hope with the conversations that had happened prior to and the changes that were, that had, were coming had already happened. Yeah, that was where I was hopeful about the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, I think it's still something that all of us are still trying to wrap our heads around in this way because... Yeah, process a little, yeah. Yeah, like, we're still all kind of, like, processing that and, like, still trying to figure out, like, what it means for the future and, like, what has to, like, happen after this. Um, I think there, I, there's one more thing I think that needs to be done and and I, I, y'all know who I'm referring to. They, I think they just need to issue an apology because, yes, they are, they have been out doing their thing. But yeah, I think an apology, it may not, it definitely won't fix the damage that's been done, but it'll put things in the right direction. And I think people will feel better about that. I, I, to be honest, I wonder if that's something that's ever going to happen. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I'm not sitting here waiting for it, but I also, there's also this like horrible feeling like in my gut that I think a lot of black people and people of color get when like, they feel like they've like, done something and the door is closed and we're not going to have to worry about it anymore that like somehow you're going to turn around and that person's going to be like right back behind you and mm-hmm. like and they're going to have people you know like empowering them again to you know get some kind of like stink in it so i'm always just like what's going on with that you know i'm like i need to i need to know like or hear like something anything from that. anything like anything that's where that. i'm at but you also can't like make someone do it so i don't know it's just awkward to me to like see someone like running around like nightclubs in the neighborhood and seeing like people who signed that fucking piece of paper you know digitally to be cavorting with them and to see like bars that you know said they were committed to doing the work and making these changes uh having their people (laughs) up in their establishment i mean it's just crazy to me how I don't know. Like, this what is conversation? Is <laughs> I'm like, what is to be said about that? Well, I can't speak for the bars or the individual. Yeah, you I, can. I, <laughs> <laughs> the the heels at every door. The heel does not speak at every door. No. Um, I, I will say, I think if uh, that individual issues that apology, it'll get it'll put things in the right direction to make people feel probably a little more better about them just living their regular life. Because yeah, I think I think there are still things that have been that have not been addressed or yeah talked about. Oh yeah, um, at all. Oh yeah, at all. So uh... I don't know. I don't know if we can hold a, the establishments accountable for. I guess if they're associating or if they're still friends with this individual. Why not? Especially when they say that they they signed that document saying that they would and that they would uphold these things. Okay. Well, in that regard. I I honestly don't even care about anybody being friends with anybody. Be friends. If you want to be friends with with whoever the fuck you want to, I don't give a fuck about that. (laughs) You bring somebody, you run a bar and then say that you can't turn somebody's uh, business away I find that to be bullshit and I find it to be bullshit simply because like there have been incidences or like just a con- like I am referring to one specific incident or one specific person who has obviously like terrorized our community and was allowed in that bar for 
years and would continue to do like very foul shit. So it's just like, how many times can you excuse this behavior until you're like, okay, okay, now we're pissed off. Yeah, yeah. How many times you? How many chances are we gonna get? You know what I'm saying? It's like y'all are notorious for doing this shit. Like this is supposed, and and then it's like painted as like the safest place on the damn block. Shut the fuck up. Safest. I think. I think safe and inclusive is what they painted as. But I see. I see your point. I do see where you're coming from. I don't know. I just, you know, that's been on my mind and like thinking about having, how I'm like to navigate this through like COVID and then back to like when we're actually back in there, I'm like, so what really is going to be the deal with this? Like, are we going to be bodying people like out of the club? We don't have like big pictures on the wall. Pictures on the wall, <laughs> Like, I don't know. Whatever. That's something we can ponder on and think about for a while. But maybe we should uh, go ahead and bring in our next guest. <laughs> I want to. Oh, she I, got an introduction too. Look, <laughs> I'm going to introduce our next guest since she's already piping up. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for the unfriendly black hottie, the bodybuilder Barbie herself. Miss Toto Banks Dion at large. Hi, Miss Toto. Hello, divas. What is up? Girl, uh, you know, we out here with Caramel and Bambi just uh, having a little black tea sipping moment. So glad you could join us from behind the computer today. Today, you know, behind the computer every time, pretty much at some capacity, you know. Yeah. recording or editing these damn things but miss Toto out here creating her mini films her art pieces <laughs> my short films <laughs> her short films for everyone to enjoy and we have been fucking living girl digital drag is i don't really need to go back to the club and that's okay like i don't need yeah. to see y'all i don't need to <laughs> touch your money i am thriving, making my short films. I am Miss Toto Spielberg over here. Hello. <laughs> you know, I feel like Toto has always been one of those queens that is so fucking resourceful and is always a little bit like ahead of the fucking trends and like starting trends and like what's supposed to fucking happen. So it only like makes sense that like she jumps right into the digital fucking game and it's just like Girl. annihilating bitches like back and forth. Not, not, not annihilating, but annihilating. <laughs> <laughs> I really think it was like as soon as COVID happened, I was like, okay, well, this is my only source of income. Yeah. So yeah. what am I about to do? And yeah. it's like, okay, I'm gonna buy a colored light from Amazon because all the projectors were sold out from the bitches buying projectors. <laughs> Let me go to Joanne Fabrics and get myself eight yards of fabric and stitch it down the center. And now I have a green screen. And let's see what we can do. I'm I'm with yeah. the projector, bitches. I bought a projector. Every me bitch too. got a projector but me. Me too. Me too. My ass totally fucking got one and don't know what the fuck to do with it. So here we oh, are. I, I honestly love it. I'm so glad I bought my little projector. I'll be giving movie nights. Ooh. Oh, see, it's good to play video games on the wall. It is very, very fucking that. Yeah, very but, um, I did. Miss Toto is also a queen that moved here. Um, she moved here from Miami, uh, one of the hottest places from the 305, one of the hottest like drag centrals in like the country. And she was like killing shit out there too. 
Girl, so I realized this. I said this when I was at the drag march for change. Um, like I kept telling myself and telling people when they're like, why'd you move to Chicago? I'm like, oh, because of drag, which is like half true. Uh, but then I look at all the people that I've been like looking up to since like day one and all of the people that I surround myself with and like wanted to be a part of. And it was all black drag performers. Like it wasn't anybody white, like no team. Yeah. But like looking around, I'm like, damn, like all the people that I've been really finding like solace in and inspiration from and like the people that I really feel good being around in Chicago are all black performers. So like Chicago is it. I'm thriving. I have black friends. That's new for yes. me. Um, <laughs> because in Miami, all my girls are Latin. So I'm down yeah. here. Hola, como estas? But then up here I can like, you know, yeah. get my life. <laughs> I, I think it it's like that's something that like another one of my friends was talking about too. Um, I was actually hanging out with Mary, and Mary was just like, "I have been trying to like actively like reach out and make sure that I have like this black queer circle around me because I think a lot of us still were even looking around in 2019 and shit and 2020, being like, "Holy fuck! I did not notice just how white this whole fucking." community is like jesus christ 20, 2019 here yeah girl see from an outsider i was questioning certain things and decisions before even moving here yeah. um why? i was like why are these white people who barely do drag in charge so what's going on verbalized it to a couple friends like oh that's just how it is and i was like i guess child Girl, like, i said <laughs> the same thing and it, literally people would argue me down talking about oh she's a business i'm like what the fuck who the fuck that is not enough <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what's crazy. so crazy about it, too. Like, it was like, it was almost like a Stockholm Syndrome, like, sort of situation was... where we're all like, you know, this is the best that we can do. And this is what's happening. And that's just how it is. I just distinctly remember her even trying to, like, describe what she does on, like, national, like, news. And I was like, girl, you sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do nothing. Like... <laughs> You tell people what to do, girl. You don't tell me what to do. Kiss my ass, girl. Sign a check. Shut up. But it was very that. Like before I moved here, I was like, I was visiting a lot. Like I visited like almost every month or every other month. You really did. Just to like hang out with the girls. Like I would do the gigs. What gigs did I do? I would do Friday. No, I would go out Friday. Boots. Yeah. Then I would. Do... Then absolutely not. I would go out Friday. Boots. See the girls. Then Saturday was um, pregame. Because I was never booked for drag matinee until I moved here, despite her knowing who the fuck I was. But that's not either, neither here nor there. Then Sunday, I would typically do Sunday social with the doll, Camilla Fox, and then um, right over to Queen and host Queen that night. So, like, I was here just making laps because I feel like before I want, before I moved, I wanted to make sure it was a good decision because I was, like, really, really killing it in Miami. And it would it, it had to be a... a a smart move on my part just to not like have to restart what I've been working for, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause you had done a lot of work in Miami. Um, I mean, actually, why don't you school some of the kids on like what you were doing in Miami? Because I feel like a lot of the time people just be kind of sleep on like what we've actually done in the community. T. Okay. So Miami was crazy. 
Um, it didn't really mean to happen like this, but I came into, I started doing drag at the same time that there was like this huge queer explosion in Miami. So it started with this party called Counter Corner, which was once a month and it started blowing up. And as things typically do, like straight people started to get whiff of it and they were like, oh, let's commandeer this queer space. But we still made it super queer. Like the, the straight people were guests in our space. Um, and then from there I got an event every week, which kind of made me do drag more. Like it made me actually do makeup. <laughs> it made me like actually try. Um, but then I started like doing these parties and events, which like, I didn't think anything of it. It's just like the people that I thought were really talented and that I really enjoyed their like art were just very diverse performers. So I was bringing in like drag Kings, Queens, non-binary people, whatever, which kind of just gave people the, the room and the space to do the type of drag that they wanted. So the most recent thing I did right before I left was, um, it was a Mr. Miss Winwood pageant. I forget what I called it, Mix Winwood. I don't know. But it was a drag pageant. And Miami's very pageant in the sense of like, you need to be bodied, tittied, uh, what's the, the big loaf hair, jewels, all that. And I was like, I'm trying to do this pageant for everyone wants to do it. So to give someone a title because everyone's drag is like valid and we need to get some people and some titles. So yeah. uh, that the winner of that was King Femme, which was so amazing. And I was so happy that they could win that. Cause they were, they were just like, the talent was amazing. And all the, all the people who were in that competition, we had Petty Boop, um, Petty Boop. It was, a, I don't even remember who else was in there. Cause I was like wasted with Nikki Blonsky. May she, may her career rest. Um, but, but, but just to be able to get a lot of like diversity out there to give people a platform to like really do their art because before this like queer explosion, it was very pageant and there was a huge division between the South Beach pageant scene and like the queer Wynwood scene. And Wynwood is like literally the queer hub of Miami. So it was a it was a little bit of bridging the gap. And I think a part of it has to do with like having these figures in Miami as like the older drag queens, not to call them old bitches, Athena Dion. Um, but for her to like adopt queers, queer kids and have them in her circle. So like extending that olive branch of like, I see what y'all are doing. And I think it's really cool. So let me like help you direct, let me direct your drag in the right place and, and help you out and give you some gigs and teach you like how to put on some makeup. So and being a mentor and a businesswoman like Dean. A, I learned how to be a businesswoman and a mentor from my businesswoman and mentor mother. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's it's been really cool. And like now I see this amazing connection between Chicago and Miami. Like all the Miami mm -hmm. Chicago love is so amazing to see. And it makes me happy to know that like all the little Miami girls want to move over here. Totally. Come through. Like, yeah, they're our little sister city. I love them. Toto is definitely the avatar of drag. She, um, <laughs> what does she, that mean she brings the girls together um she is like, the I, driving force i'm the godzilla of drag chaotic the God, not the godzilla of drag. chaotic smash the sugar light of drag you know period oh <laughs> uh, sugar light speaking of sugar light uh this toto and ramona slick do an amazing 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 steven universe uh drag like cosplay show uh when is that next one coming up miss toto 
So listen, since it's the black tea, I'm going to give y'all some some tea because it hasn't been released to the public yet. But hopefully by the time this podcast is out, it will be. We are oh doing a festival. We are doing Crystal Dems Future Fest, which is going to be a three-day <gasps> streaming festival of Crystal Dems with some new performances, new characters, crazy special guests to the point where like these people were reaching out to us to be a part of the show. So Holy shit! Oh my God! Right. So hang tight, hang tight dolls, but that's going to be October 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Um, Holy... We don't want to compete with Halloween. So <laughs> it's going to be of crazy. Course. And we really had no idea it was going to like pop off like that. But people love Steven Universe and people love good cosplay drag. Yes. And everyone's been awesome. killing it in that show. Also, are people going out for Halloween? I'm what? not. Ain't nobody going out for Halloween. I don't know. Toto just said it like she didn't want to compete <laughs> with Halloween. Like people were going out. Like holiday shows. <laughs> the dogs are going to be doing digital drag Halloween shows. All the spooky bitch with oh, the blood okay. out their mouth and all that. This is <laughs> nervous. I was like, I I am doing a gig Ooh. Halloween. Where? At a restaurant Where? that. Um, what restaurant? In Lincoln Park, the <laughs> one that I do the bingo show at. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. everyone, stays, everyone stays seated except the performers and the servers. So. You know, we got a lot of restaurants with no food around here. So, I just want to say. <laughs> <laughs> just because you have a restaurant license doesn't mean you have food, baby. Uh, them bitches are like, here's know. the popcorn. We we cooked. So, here we go. <laughs> we Uh-oh. cooked. I ain't hate no, no nobody. Like, any business that's trying to fucking survive in this because our fucking country is fucked and they didn't get the fucking help they need. Like, do it. Just make sure you fucking actually taking care of you're, your people. If you you're you're taking the efforts. Way. Yes. I was going to say, for y'all. I was going to say, make money. When, make your money. When, yeah. when do you think when do you think you may get comfortable to go out? Like um, for myself, I just feel like you have to take the extra effort, whether it be wear a mask, wear a face shield, sanitize every 10 minutes, get the test every week, every other week. When would it be comfortable for y'all? Do you think? Okay. So I'm, I think my sister in Miami morphine love made this sickening mask with a anti-fog plastic mouthpiece That's covering stoned. And then she put this like foam on the outside so it's not actually like close to your mouth. It's like away from your mouth so you can like functionally lip sync. And she used it on Sunday. And I'm like, that to me, if I can get one of those and I need to make sure it works. Next level. You'd maybe, be out there. Maybe. Mm-hmm. If it stays on, because you know, then you have to worry about like putting the mask on, then your wig or vice versa. Yeah. It's it's because I also could be doing the same damn thing, probably making just as much money from the comfort of my bed when I send in a video that's been processed and done for three weeks. Baby, I need them I need them to make I need them to make a little drag box. I need them to put me in a fish tank. That would be cute. And let me turn it for the world. Yeah. Very partition like hair. I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them all kinds of circus fantasy. Very Britney blackout era. Also, also when you if there's the opportunity because like part of drag uh, the drag culture is like going around and like working the audience and collecting oh yeah i get and i love that and that's really cute but there's something so special about performing and not having to worry about working the room or touching theater doll it's giving theater like let me just perform and do my thing and like i i like that aspect so if so, like, for these drive-in shows or, like, burlesque cabarets, whatever, like, where the people are seated and you don't feel the pressure to or the ability, you don't even have it, to go off stage and interact, like, 
let, just perform. You have to perform. No matter what. Yeah. 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 So putting the performance back in the ground. I mean, personally, I did it. I did it once for my birthday, um, and yeah, it's it's not us. I I don't trust. It's just the other people that are fucking up in there, and like these humans that get a little drinks in them and get a little reckless or without abandon. I just I don't know. It's just it's kind of like nerve wracking personally to me, but like also at the same time, like. I know that people got to be out there like doing it. So for me personally, I don't know. I'm waiting until I can get a little bit more like freedom in like the drag performances. So I don't mm-hmm. have to feel like so caged by it. And I don't know until maybe fucking this vaccine gets approved. <laughs> Honestly, like I just, I That's don't, fair. That's I really fair. don't, I really don't know what else would make me feel like super comfortable again to be like in that position. I think it's also, the pr- the the pressure isn't necessarily there because you are doing very good digital drag. Yes. Does that make See, sense? See, that's where I feel like I'm not I'm I'm a hit and a miss or swing and a miss with this digital drag. Like I have one good video, then the rest I just I feel like my quality isn't there, and that's Girl, honestly just it. my perception of it. Y'all are doing the damn thing. I don't know how you y'all feel about your own work, but it looks fucking great. Be stressing me the fuck out. Same. Bambi and Toto be killing it. I feel like oh, I feel like so bored with mine now. Like I don't even know what to do next. You know, like, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm like having that problem. Like, what else can I do? <laughs> like, geez, and I don't uh, think it's gonna get easier because oh, now no. as it gets as it gets colder, we're not gonna be able to go to these like locations or like yeah. the but beach or the woods. Well, there's I'm gonna so go. Many snow videos that are gonna pop up that are gonna be Maybe. amazing. I'm Christmas like, time. The first snowstorm, oh, yes. I guarantee every bitch with a blonde wig. One better. Not you in the streets talking about the snow goes on. <laughs> I'm doing Ice Princess by Azealia Banks, period. Yes. So. I love that fucking jam. Please do. Bitch, I thrive in the wintertime. My fat ass can actually like move then. It feels good to me. I live for that shit. Oh, doing drag up here in the winter feels so much better. That like is, Honestly, like literally, but it's only doing drag. It's not even getting in the drag. It's not getting out no. of the drag. It's literally doing the drag is the only good part about winter yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> because you're like, honestly. at least my face won't melt off. <laughs> yep. I'm not sweating. I'm like, I'm comfortable. I, I'm already insulated. So like, it's all good. There you go. Not insulated. Bitch, I'm ready. I'm ready for Miss Winter. Like, bring it on. I, You know what? I'm in love with White Christmas. And I've been wanting to redo the fucking sisters number forever. And I'm finally going to yes. do that this winter. Like, I want to do that so bad. I'm supposed to I do think- it with- what oh i was gonna say i think like because there was a question asking about the like longevity of digital drag and i think like even if the clubs open i really like well it gives people like the duality like some people don't like the club and that's okay yeah or sometimes you don't want to go out on a friday but you can still watch a drag show from your house Mm -hmm. so i think like they will still be around plus like if you're feeling inspired to make a video that's fun like you can Yes. You can use that little inspiration and, and like you're not limited to just like this three by five stage where you mm-hmm. can't even do anything, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I definitely have to say that like actually getting into the process has made me so much more comfortable with it. I used to feel like it was so much of a daunting task to like make a video 
that like it was something I couldn't even do. And like now I know that it is possible to pull up yes. my little shitty laptop and like film myself and like make some <laughs> things happen. So I like, feel like that it's has really nice because it forced a lot of people just into another art form. I always mm-hmm. lear- love learning something new. And it just shows like your creativity in such a nice way. And I feel like a lot of people are going to start using digital drag within the clubs where they're like performing and also using like that new skill as a way to like further their art. I think it's going to be cute. Yes. Oh, bitch. Yeah. And everyone's got a new set of skills somewhere. Yeah. Correct. Okay. My thought process, my idea, if anyone is a bar that wants to put drag queens in a fishbowl in a box, uh, put us in a box on stage so we don't have to come off and then play the matching digital drag video on the screen, bitch. So keep y'all in the crowd. Y'all filthy asses in the crowd with your COVID. <laughs> and I'll be on stage with my demo QR code on the screen 12 feet away from me, bitch. But but that way, we're still in the club. You're still seeing us if you're in the front row. And if not, you're watching that video on screen. Yes. So yeah. Uh, yeah. trademark that. You can send my, my Venmo is Rock Evans if you steal my idea. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the venue that's going to let me sit on the swing and be gorgeous. Like, it's what I deserve. Just sitting on the swing, girl. Sitting. That's it. I will swing. I will look stunning. And just- I was like, the, bird, the bird cage has it, and they, they have enough room to put them back back. So, I mean, get that swing fixed. Well, apparently, apparently they don't like me because they didn't talk to everybody else but me. So, <gasps> I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Hi, bird cage. I'm available. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they can't afford you, girl. Maybe they can't afford you. Girl. They can afford Jada. They can afford me. It's fine. It's fine. It's all right. It's all right. You know, I, I, I ain't everybody's cup of tea, you know? I ain't everybody's cup of tea. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I love this drink. <laughs> Very <laughs> mm, acai. I love this drink. <laughs> mm, very good. So, um, do we have any questions? I know I asked for some questions earlier. I wanted to see if anything came in. We wanted to go over while we have all these lovely people in the room. No, they, they did. They, you already answered one, I think, unintentionally about matching your breastplate to your body. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But, but also, but also. Over time, your makeup will get on the breastplate, and it will slowly change, change the color yeah, yeah. in which you need it to change. That is very true. That is very true. <laughs> like, very people true. keep asking me, they're like, how does it match so perfectly? I was like, well, first off, what's fucked up is that's the darkest shade of breastplate they make. Yeah, and what's I'm not even <laughs> the so that's the problem number one number two the the first issue first issue i just got lucky and i'm not even that dark uh two is over time your makeup does like get all over that thing and it will be your color eventually that's hilarious (laughs) but those were it okay just wait till it's dirty (laughs) enough to wear guys (laughs) (laughs) well you know what another reason that Another reason I invited Toto and uh, Caramel here was because, well, Caramel is obviously another one of the uh, bearded beauties of Chicago. But y'all did, some of y'all may not know this, but Miss Toto used to also be a bearded queen. 
Yes. I did. And you want to know why? Because one of my damn inspirations to this day is still Lucy Stool. And I said, yeah. you know what? <laughs> All these girls oh telling me that I can't do drag because I have muscles. And Lucy does drag with a beard. And I'm going to draw on a beard, too, because I can do it. That's where I got <laughs> I I, too, have done bearded drag. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've rocked a lace front beard before for the drag. <laughs> you um, have been bearded. You have been bearded. You can sit I, was, I was I was um impersonating a great um bearded queen Lucy Stool actually <laughs> for her birthday. One um, of my favorite numbers. <laughs> it is really good. It is a very good number because I saw that live. She that. literally did like all my jams. <laughs> Bambi has this amazing way of like, I don't know. She's just a fucking actress, y'all. But she also has this like really beautiful way of like egging people mm-hmm. on and like seeing her perform like those five songs. I was like, I need some new songs. <laughs> I was like, I was like Ooh, that bitch got me. Okay, let's go ahead and get some new songs in my repertoire. You took it as a read. <laughs> No, Bambi, Bambi is very smart. Bambi is a smart little onion, okay? So, like, I be listening to her. I'm like, I see you. I see you. Even if that was unintentional. I see it. <laughs> Look, I really do need to get... I be giving people too many golden ideas. I need to... Give me a few. I'm ready. I need some new ones. I gave you the fishbowl one, remember? Fishbowl, <laughs> 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 girl. Because I've been talking about that since day one. Remember at Splash? I, splash, I, said, I said, y'all put up a rope. I said, y'all put up a rope. Fishbowl, shut up. <laughs> need a fishbowl. The fishbowl is going to be me DJing behind that DJ booth behind a, a plexiglass. Y'all bitches ain't touching me. With the one AirPod. With my one AirPod. Yeah, so listen no. to my SoundCloud DJ Mix TV. very tiny purse. <laughs> Not the tiny purse. Oh my God. Um, But like, okay. Wait, but like I, you know, something I wanted to ask is, is if my bearded queens, <laughs> if y'all have ever felt pressured to keep your beard because you thought someone wasn't going to find you attractive. Okay. Sorry, I'm laughing so- at that question. <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding. You're kidding. So- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so I shaved my beard as a joke. Like I shaved it because I was like, oh, I, I'm cosplay. I forget who I was cosplaying, but I shaved my beard. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is less itchy. So let me keep shaving. <laughs> so like, at first I was doing it as a statement, like, oh, I'm bearded. I don't have to like conform to y'all's fucking drag. But then I was like, wait a minute, like I really just have bad skin under here. So like let me just <laughs> let me just keep shaving. <laughs> That's really what it was. <laughs> For me, um, when I stuck when I stuck to the beard, yes, people then started to say I, I couldn't do regular makeup. So I have shaven it a couple times just to be like, I still got it. Like I just enjoy the beard. Girl, with what my the hell eyes. is regular makeup? It's just your fucking chin. I don't Words. get it. Their <laughs> words. I don't get it, baby girl. It's a chin. It's a jawline. Girl, we don't do really that be, damn much on the jawline. Really be cracking me up about that because I'd be like, what? What? What'd you do different? Like what? You like what, shaded? You, you shaded up under your it's chin? So like, there you go. What? <laughs> no, I don't understand. Is. I don't fucking understand. So I shaded with the hair that fucking grew out of my fucking face. So Thank fucking you. what? Like, what does it fucking matter? And, like, to honestly say that somebody would need to keep some facial hair to get somebody fucking attracted to them, bitch, 
I don't know what kind of backwards ass like fucking world you living in, but honey, like where the where the fuck are you even going with that? No, the entire thing, like, I watched the first video, and the reason why I was so, like, fundamentally, like, turned off and, like, angered by it, number one, everybody fucking knows that I'm that bitch that's going to say something if I don't like it. If I don't like that, I'm going to fucking say it. And I'm not out here just saying, like, I don't like things because someone has their own fucking opinion. I can't change everyone's opinion. I don't care if everyone doesn't like bearded drag or not. I'm not fucking worried about them. I'm worried about the people who are out here supporting me and working with me on this. Like, I don't I don't give two fucks about, you know, somebody's fucking opinion. It's the fact that, like, seeing another alternative black girl, because she is an alternative black girl, a very talented alternative black girl, then turn around and use a huge platform to go out of their way to dismiss and invalidate a form of drag when they didn't even need to is shitty. So, like, of course I'm going to say it's shitty. You get to have an opinion? Well, bitch, I got mine, too. Like, that's a shitty fucking take. That's a shitty fucking take that you have on that. And, like, saying that only further advances all these ignorant people. And I'm sorry, not all of them, but a lot of them are ignorant fucking people that are looking to latch on to any idea that somebody's going to tell them. So they don't even care if this person... I don't know, actually even, you know, gives a fuck about their community or, you know, does work with their community or really has something, you know, like valid to express, they're going to latch on to any fucking stupid thing you like tell them to. So like, how does it feel when people, young people are your fans, you know, or women or femmes with beards and hair, like see that shit, you know, that are your fans. And like, you say things like that to them. Like, is that not a thought? It doesn't make any sense because also tracking back to the like there are two things that, that went through my head. First is I the conversation that always has gotten to me since the very beginning is, well, it's women don't have beards and this and that. I'm like, well, maybe the women, you know, because I have, yeah. I have quite a few women that I know with beards. So let's start there. Second thing is calling it lazy is is just showing. Well, like, yes, you know, not it's only disrespectful. Bitch, it, it like does you gotta not paint your beard. You paint your beard. Like I put on more makeup with a beard. Well, yeah. it just doesn't. It just doesn't equate because it's like lazy does not automatically equal beard. Like there are there are bearded queens that are lazy, and there are bitter queens who are not lazy. There are queens without beards who are lazy, yeah. and there are queens. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of lazy fucking bitches without just, a beard. Don't equate, and it's like she and she contradicts herself even in that video because she says that the uh queen for I haven't watched it yet, y'all, but the queen from Holland like has a nice makeup and a nice outfit, so you know she's not lazy. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's coming. the beard is sitting, but to like then also say, like, well, yeah, it's like something, but it's like not drag. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what, who the fuck are you? Bitch, you dress up as a monkey. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you Thank know, you. and like, even if like she doesn't want to call that drag at the end of the day, she calls herself a drag queen. And I would still think that all of that is form of drag. So call yourself with like whatever you want. You're a drag performer, but just like with my fucking pronouns, if I want to be called a fucking drag queen, like fucking give me that respect. Give me like, that respect. Like what what what's the fucking problem there? Because nobody was nobody was fucking with her. No bearded queen was literally doing anything to her to even provoke that like unnecessary, stupid ass fucking opinion. Who was so, like, talking to her? Nobody. She was talking Thank to you. herself like usual. Like talking to herself in her mom's basement, like the Wi-Fi reached. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's neither here nor there, you know? And like when I got on here, like the first day, y'all, I was like so fucking like livid at first, and I was like, 
I'm going to get on here and start reading it. And I was like, bitch, that's too fucking easy. And like, why would I even like waste my fucking time on that? Because unlike me, you ain't got to go back six years on that bitch's shit to see unfinished fucking makeup and unblended shit and fucking construction as paper looks that aren't done. You don't have to go back that far to see that. But I, I don't even need to go and do all of that. You know, I don't even need to do that. I just I don't understand for the life of me why anyone is still taking the time out to tell someone else in this community that like you are not valid or you are not or yeah you're not a part of this like why like especially someone who's been told that apparently from her own community for so long like and that's honestly probably why because it's like you when you're told that you're you're like wrong for so long you often like put that energy on other people you know what i'm saying or like that is true hurt people hurt people yeah point the finger at somebody else it's like kind of like what we were talking about with the whole like pageant system in like these southern uh cities where it's like somebody probably treated them the same way and then once they got the spot they were like i'm not letting it go because she didn't let it go you know what i'm saying yeah it's just a cycle (laughs) yeah it's like a fucked up cycle you know what like i i admit y'all like i'm still learning and trying to fucking grow and like learn sometimes just to like fucking keep my mouth shut and take a like personal L to my feelings. But I I feel like when I see shit like that, like that is shown to a lot of fucking people. Like a lot of people will see that fucking message and like something has to be said back about that. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going to share my opinion always, no matter what it, what it's about when I see something like that fucking spring up. So to also say that, like, I don't get to have a say in that is really hypocritical and fucking dense like of course i'm gonna have something to say about that like i am a bearded drag queen so like you know i'm 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 tired of fighting against anyone like i said i'm not trying to change anyone's opinions because i am very aware of who i am the work that i have done in my community in my black community in the black bearded community in the fucking black trans community like i i know what the fuck i'm fucking doing that um but don't think that I'm not going to pop off because I fucking will. Like, right? I, you don't have to change. You don't have to change her opinion, but you can tell her where her opinion's wrong. Yeah, like I mean, that's gonna happen. That's gonna fucking happen. So that's that on that, you know. And that's like really all I'm gonna say about it because there ain't nothing else to be said. And I'm out here living my life, and she's out here living hers. And honestly, that's another black person in the world, and I wish her nothing but the best. I hope that she actually takes a second to maybe talk to some people and learn and grow from some different experiences and interacting and seeing bearded drag and forms a different opinion. But if she doesn't, I don't give a fuck either. Like, you know, whatever. And some of my favorite performers literally have beards and I don't, I don't know, maybe it's just because I was like raised different, but I don't really like pay attention to the beard as part of the drag, especially when the makeup is sitting. No, like that's what drives me crazy. And like people have always asked me, like, you don't change your beard color to match your hair. And I'm like, to me, it's like one of those features that like I enhance, but I don't try and like get rid of or like change. Like I got a big ass nose. These are my cheeks and everything. Like that's it. Like my my beard's there, but like it's not even the like high point of my fucking drag, bitch. Have you seen my blend? Like, Like, come the fuck on, y'all. Like, Yeah, I think it's a thing. One time you paint your beard, they're going to expect that every time. And no, that's not something that they should expect every time. Honestly. Do what you want to do with it. Yeah, I did that shit for years. And like, you know, that's not what my drag is right now. So I ain't got to do it. So, 
Yeah, that's how I feel about that. Well, period. <laughs> do, you feel, is, do you feel better? I do feel better, you know? Like, I feel a lot better because I felt like I spent a lot of time, like, sitting on my hands, like, not really saying anything back in the situation. And, like, I know some people are still going to be like, well, I don't feel like that was still enough. Or, like, I was looking for more. I don't really give a fuck. I just wanted to <laughs> really get that off my fucking chest that, like, I think that's an ignorant fucking opinion. And we're all, you know, just trying to fucking be here on this world and do our shit, like, just stop fucking trying to tear people down. That's it. And I think also, like, it ties into, you can have opinions. Like, I have opinions about a lot of things. But yeah. that doesn't mean you need to necessarily, like, <laughs> call specific things out. You know, like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me for, like, yes, it's an opinion. But you didn't have to see that girl on that show to be like, well, I think bearded drag is lazy. You could have that opinion all you want, but like when you're making a video like that, it just comes off, especially when you're in a position of where people are watching your videos and gonna then you're, you're like perpetuating that stereotype that lazy, that, that bearded drag is lazy or whatever your opinion may be. Um, I don't think you should have an opinion on a group of people ever. Like, ever. <laughs> no, like, no. even like baby, that's like the nail on the head right there. Like, like don't have like don't voice any opinion you have on a group of people because not everyone thinks or reacts. We're all different fucking people. Stop. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because I yeah. think like not to not to coach her back into it, but I feel like if she was like, I think her drag is lazy. Yeah. That would be a different conversation yeah. than saying, yeah, absolutely, drag is lazy. absolutely. Not, those are two different things. Absolutely. Like it was just a huge like blanket statement that I think was incorrect. Um, and that's that's that on that. So, huh, I feel fucking free, and I want to thank the both of our fucking amazing producers for joining us here on the Black Tea today. Yes. Yeah, thank you for having me. Us, absolutely. Me us. So before we split up on this thing, now I'm going to start with uh, Caramel. But Caramel, can you tell us where we can like find you online and in real life since you out here in real life? Yeah, yeah. I got actually very lucky with my handle. So I'm uh, Caramel. That's K-A-R-A space M-E-L-D-V-I-L-L-E on Facebook. And then K-M-D-V-I-L-L-E on all financial and social media platforms. That's my girl. She's smart. Keep that shit the same so they know where to send it. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. And Miss Tutu, what about you? Um. Okay. First off, I'm just in a state of shock because Caramel still uses Facebook. So that's crazy to me. Um, <laughs> absolutely crazy to me. So I, on um, Twitter and Instagram, I'm at the Miss Toto. T H E M I S S T O T O. If you want to know what the inside of my brain is like. Twitter. If you just want to call me pretty, go to Instagram. Um, and you can definitely pay me. My Venmo is at Rock Evans. So thank you for having me again, y'all. It's been very cute. Thank you so much for being here. And thank the both of y'all for running all this shit behind the scenes. Of course. Bitch, my really hands was like, again, when did we have her on the show? <laughs> <laughs> again? <laughs> Again? What you mean again? <laughs> oh my fucking goodness. I love y'all. Thank you so much again to our producers. Me and Bambi are gonna do a little wrap up after this. We're just gonna check in on each other and uh I'm gonna I'm gonna try to smoke with her. Bambi, what you smoking on? Um, oh my god, where's the package? Ah, uh, 
I always do this. <laughs> <laughs> I always do this. I'm smoking out of a bowl, though. <laughs> Hell yes. Hell yes. Um, but, you know, I went and, you know, picked up from my girl, uh, Chanel Mercedes-Benz. Um, yeah! <laughs> if you're in Chicago, please hit her up. Um, we did got the edible. Um, Not the promoting black businesses. <laughs> that's dead as my play cousin. Please support my cousin's business. Thank you. I fucking... <laughs> I live for that shit. Look, we got to take care of each other, you know, as we know. And if you've got a service that you need taken care of, it's pretty much sure that somebody in the queer community can uh, take care of it for you. You know, we like we like keeping it keeping it in the club. Absolutely. So uh, I got a little weed from Dispensary 33 yet again. You know, they'd be taking care of me. Shout out Dispensary 33. We love Dispensary 33. Hey, sponsor us. Period. Yes, period. (laughs) Um, I actually went and picked up from them yesterday. I got this cute little like indica moment. We're about to like get in on and taste up all up in here. Yeah. All right, Bambi. So you ready to spark this? Yes, ma'am. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Synchronized lighters. Mm. Mm. Oh, wow. that was definitely very herbaceous. I could taste a little lemon in that. Wow, that was great. Yeah, that was it. Um... <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I think, um, I think in a past life, I was the voice of Jane from Daria. I'm convinced. Oh my God. I don't know if that person is dead, but. I don't think so, but. Probably not. It wasn't that long ago. (laughs) But you know, crazy shit be happening these days, girl. Girl, as we see. (laughs) We lose somebody every damn week. I feel like 2020 has like taken. You good? Yeah. <laughs> Girl, this hit just really hit me today. I um speaking of if I'm good, I actually went and got COVID tested today. How was that? Um, it was good. It's my first time doing the mouth swab and doing like the whole drive-through experience. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. literally I like booked it online and just literally I uh, got to drive my car through the whole thing and drop it off and do the whole swab myself. So yeah, it took me like three minutes. Wow, and, uh, just that easy. Just that easy, y'all. So if you need any help in finding that out, like literally you could Google Chicago free COVID and it will take you to the website. But I'm also here to help direct you in any way. There's also amazing services in our community from places like Calor and Howard Brown also doing testing freely, free on the daily. So um yeah get that done it's uh just like our std test we should be knowing our status of this thing especially if we're going out in the world and y'all should still be getting std tested too i see y'all honey Look. honey because i know a lot of y'all that went back to fucking already i know it we, and i'm not we've, we've seen the orgies yep we're not and i'm not passing judgment i'm just saying y'all for sure need to make sure everything is going good i was up getting in, tested you have fun yeah 
You know, I was up in Howard Brown the other day and got the full screening. They took a pound of fucking blood out of me. Oh, my God. I was thought I was going to pass out for a second, girl. Lord. And um, I actually got myself back on prep also so that, you know, in 2021, when <laughs> we're able to be back out there again, mom's going to be back out there. Lucy going to be busting it open. So, you know, grab another <laughs> Hit me up. Line them up. Line them up. I am ready for it. Let me take another hit on that one. Let's talk about busting it open. Shit. Really good one. I think uh, coming up after that, too, not to give too much away, but me and uh, Bambi are going to have an episode on love. So. Yes. Yes. Be prepared about that. I might bring my homegirl Chanel Mercedes Benz. Oh, <laughs> I think we, you know what? We were going to have her for another one, but she actually could be really fun for the love episode. I would right? love to. I would actually really love to hear that. Um, So keep tuning in. Thank you all so much for checking us out today. I'm Lucy Sewell. And I'm Bambi Banks Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> And this was another episode of the Black Team. The Black Bye-bye. Team. Bye, y'all. Sip tea, the darker girl is sweeter. Feels cool, but it's hotter than a fever. Kick back with two of your favorite divas. Let's talk, let's talk. Come on. Start it, give it something you can feel, yeah. No faking, we gotta keep it real, yeah. Pour it and pull up, see, yeah.